Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now. Sunday, November 13th, Ian Cameron with you. Alex B. Smith uh, still battling the elements. He is uh, hoping to be back with us on Monday, uh, and uh, we look forward to having him back tomorrow for the show. This will be a very short edition of the Ice Guys. Obviously, we just have a six-game card today in the NHL uh, on this Sunday. We're going to whip through it very quickly. Briefly look back on last night uh, as uh, well. Uh, certainly it was a big day of NHL action on Saturday, as it usually is. We started in the afternoon with uh, Ottawa uh, snapping their losing streak, a 4-1 win against the Philadelphia Flyers. Alex Dabrinkit getting off the schneid right along with the team. He had been in an offensive drought. He ends up getting two goals for the uh, Senators, including the game winner, uh, as they get past the uh, Philadelphia Flyers yesterday in that game. So we'll see if that can uh, start a streak in the other direction, if you will, for Ottawa. Uh, Edmonton Oilers, uh, they can thank their guy, Stuart Skinner, for their for that victory against Florida yesterday. 4-2. They don't even sniff a victory and an opportunity to win that game if he doesn't play the way he did, especially early in the first period when Florida was out shooting Edmonton 13-3. At one time in that game, it was a very impressive effort in goal from Skinner, uh, leading the Oilers to a 4-2 victory over Florida uh, after a disappointing uh, game that they played, obviously, against Carolina before that. Uh, we took another shot with Arizona as a big underdog, but the New Jersey Devils are just too good right now for anybody. Uh, they end up winning 4-2, and to be honest, I don't think it was the Devils' best game by any stretch of the imagination. And they still end up winning 4-2, which tells you just what an incredible run it's been for the New Jersey Devils. Uh, they remain the hottest team in the NHL right now, without a question, as their win streak now in, uh, expands to nine games uh, in a row that they have won. Uh, an impressive effort. And a, not a bad performance in net either from the young Akira Schmid in net, who had to obviously uh, take over in goal with the absences and the injuries uh, of Vanacek and uh Blackwood uh, for New Jersey. So give him credit as well. Uh, the Boston Bruins, what is that now? I think 17 and one against Buffalo. I mean, they just dominate. They own the Sabres. Sabres didn't play that bad, but can't capitalize on their chances. Keith Kincaid looked like Marty Brodeur or Grant Fuhrer in his prime last night. I mean, it was really, really amazing to see how well he was playing. He made some incredible stops uh, in that game for the uh, Boston Bruins, and Boston gets the victory 3-1. Uh, Montreal, another victory for them against Pittsburgh, 5-4 in overtime. Great hockey game. Back and forth it went, uh, and they end up getting the game winner in OT courtesy of Mike Hoffman. Uh, they take care of the penguins five that was a very good game for me i was on the over i was on montreal as well uh, as an underdog a tough beat with the vancouver toronto over i know i like that uh and a lot of people did toronto three two no goals in the third period they protect the one goal lead uh, and they sit on it for much of the third period but solid defensive effort to bring that game to the win column another game where a lead evaporates for the vancouver canucks and they find a way to lose that's been the uh uh, the uh, it's been the motto of their season so far, no question, and a terrific, wonderful scene before the game with Boria Salming, uh, once again being introduced to the crowd before the game, being honored uh, before the game, um, and we wish him all the best in his battle with ALS. It's just a 
tough to see it. Uh, and certainly, you know, I think you all get a little emotional when you saw that scene right before the game. Uh, the New York Islanders come back to uh, beat Columbus 4-3 at the team total, which I liked in that game with the Islanders cashes in uh, over three and a half. They win it in OT. Nashville takes down the Rangers 2-1. to one. Um, Disappointing from the New York Rangers. Uh, just didn't really have that push in that game from start to finish. You know, Halak didn't play that bad, actually. And just uh, offensively not good enough from the Rangers. They lose 2-1. to one. Colorado uh, beats Carolina 4-1. to one. Uh, I like the abs in that game, so it was good to see that come through. Uh, Chicago, 3-2 win over Anaheim. Uh, again, the team total I was on for Chicago, over 2.5. We had to wait till late to cash that one, but cash it we did. Uh, and they end up beating Anaheim 3-2. to two. Poor uh, Anaheim Ducks. They just, nothing's going right. Uh, they actually start well, start strong, get up 2-0 in that game, but they end up falling and losing 3-2. We, we warned you for several days that the Calgary Flames, during their seven-game losing streak, were playing better hockey than that losing streak would indicate, and eventually they would turn it around, uh, and uh, they got their... Uh, losing streak snapping victory last night, three to two over Winnipeg. Very solid workmanlike effort, both ends of the ice. Solid goaltending from Jacob Markstrom in a scoreless third period, and they beat Winnipeg three two. And Winnipeg have been playing pretty well prior to last night. The LA Kings hang on and beat Detroit four three. Kind of disappointing that Detroit started so poorly. I mean that. Giving up a goal in the first minute pretty much set the tone for that hockey game, and the Red Wings never truly rebounded from there. Uh, so disappointing there and probably the highlight of the night for me, just because of them being a big underdog and the fact that, you know, I took the St. Louis blues last night and going against a team that was just absolutely on fire off a perfect five game sweep of their road trip. Uh, obviously not easy to bet against Vegas, but I said, I think St. Louis can do it here. They finally beat snap their own losing streak against San Jose. They get some confidence from that. Vegas has just 48 hours of downtime for returning home from the end of that road trip against Buffalo and returning home against Vegas last night. And it just was a perfect setup. And the Blues were able to capitalize on it and get the 3-2 to two win uh, in that game. The best play, you know, close shave Barbashev was good for the Blues, had a great game. Ivan Barbashev, uh, Ryan O'Reilly uh, gets the uh, game winner. Uh, and Jordan Bennington shuts the door uh, in the third period and the Blues get the victory there in that game. All right, let's turn our attention to the Sunday card, we've got six games starting with the Dallas Stars and Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, Dallas minus 190 uh, road favorites in this game, six and a half the total. We've got the Philadelphia Flyers starting to show, you know, that maybe they're turning into the Flyers we thought coming into the season. They're, they're in their first full-blown skid of the year, I guess you can say, uh, the way they're playing right now. They lose 4-1 at home to the Ottawa Senators yesterday. Uh, they didn't play that terribly, but ca couldn't capitalize on chances. They had 38 shots, but uh, it was a pretty solid performance uh, in goal uh, for the Ottawa Senators by Cam Talbot uh, in yesterday's game in the 4-1 victory. It's probably, I would say, uh, for Talbot, probably his best game as a senator yesterday. Played very well. Uh, Debrinket gets a couple of goals. And the offense for the Philadelphia Flyers, you know, is um, we all we, we thought this team would struggle to score goals. It was going to have to be uh, by committee, a scoring effort uh, for the Ottawa Senators this season if they were going to have success. And you're kind of seeing that now that it's uh, the offense drying up a little bit. Uh, and, you know, they, they, they just have to play so hard and so perfect to win games because, you know, they don't have a depth scoring. They don't have a lot of depth scoring, you know, 
their, their defensive game has to be a so on point and they have to get great goaltending, not just good. Even Tortorella, you play back so many of his press conferences this year. He's saying the same damn thing, the same fucking thing I'm saying right now. We have to play perfect literally to win hockey games, to overcome our deficiencies from a personnel standpoint and lack of depth scoring and, you know, a defense that again has some issues at times. We've got to play a perfect game in order to, you know, uh, win games. And early in the season, they were. I mean, they were getting ridiculously good goaltending. Keep in mind, in a lot of those victories for Philly early in the season, you know, there were a lot of games they were getting outshot. Look at the uh, look at the Nashville game. They beat Nashville 3-1, but they got outshot and outplayed. The Florida game, they win at 4-3, heavily outshot, heavily outplayed. Carter Hart was amazing uh, in that game. Last week against Ottawa, when they went to Ottawa and beat the Senators 2-1, they got outshot. They got outplayed by a li- decent margin in that game. Um, so they have not been carrying the play. They've been letting the other team carry the play, even a lo- in a lot of those early season victories. So I don't want to say fool's gold, but there's a little bit of that in the way the Philadelphia Flyers started the season. Dallas has now lost two in a row. Uh, They ended the road trip with a 5-1 loss to Winnipeg after beating Edmonton and Arizona prior to that. They come back home and look, uh, Jake Ottinger, they rushed him back. I don't want to say they rushed him back. They felt he was ready to come back. Well, if you watched his performance, he didn't look ready to come back. It was not the best performance by any stretch of the imagination uh, for Jake Ottinger uh, in that game yesterday. And, you know, really, when you look at it here for the um, Dallas Stars, you hope that he's now is going to be in a situation where one game under his belt is going to make all the difference. Keep in mind, when you've been out for the long period of time, I always say it's not always reasonable to expect the goalie to be great in that first game back, even though we think I think we all think very highly of Jake Ottinger. We think he's going to be the cornerstone franchise goaltender for the uh, Dallas Stars moving forward. But clearly, you know, when you've been off for that long, you're going to struggle a little bit, and I think we saw that against San Jose. But credit to San Jose. They are scoring goals in bunches, and we'll get to them in a little bit. Um, but Dallas here starting a road trip. They play in Tampa on Monday and then in Florida uh, on Wednesday. So bounce-back type of spot here, I think, for the Dallas Stars. Uh, early start, you know, Philly's used to these. It's back-to-back, though, for them. It's also their third game uh, in four nights. Uh, so when you look at it here, I think it sets up pretty solidly here for the Dallas Stars to uh, – get the uh, bounce back victory in this game. I'm going to go with them in regulation uh, in this game, obviously get a better price that way. You can get Dallas around minus 112 at Pinnacle uh, in regulation time. I think that's a decent look here in this game today. Uh, Certainly an early start. Ottinger is confirmed in net. I think it'll be Felix Sandstrom for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers uh, in net. He's actually played better lately. I mean, early in the first couple of starts were a little bit shaky for him, but I think his last start, uh, of the season. It was against uh, the Leafs, if I'm not mistaken. And he played pretty well in that game for the uh, Flyers. Uh, and even though his overall numbers, 306 goals against 909 save percentage, actually he played against St. Louis. He played uh, well in that game. One goal allowed a 5-1 uh, victory for the Flyers. Uh, and then the Toronto game, don't be fooled by the five goals against. I mean, Toronto had 44 shots on goal. It actually could have been worse if not for Sandstrom. So he's really played two pretty decent starts in a row. Uh, for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. So I think the under definitely makes some sense in this game. You got to think, too, that the uh, Dallas Stars are going to want to clean up the defensive coverage a little bit. 
uh, help out Ottinger. Clearly, they weren't great in their own end uh, against the uh, San Jose Sharks on Friday night. So I'm going to go Dallas in regulation. Small lean to the under six and a half as well when it comes to this early game. This one's starting at 1 p.m. Eastern, by the way, Dallas and Philadelphia. The rest of the games are tonight, including this one, San Jose and Minnesota. We've got Minnesota minus 210 home favorites, six the total uh, in this game. This is a tricky spot for the Wild. I mean, it's, again, that short turnaround, that quick 48-hour turnaround with just one day off in between games following a long road trip. That's what we've got here for the uh, Minnesota Wild uh, going into this game here against the San Jose Sharks tonight. So that's definitely concerning uh, going into this matchup here uh, against San Jose. I think San Jose could be live here. I have not tried to make a case too much for betting San Jose uh, this season at all. To be quite honest with you, uh, Minnesota, uh, although they you know turned things around on that road trip after losing to L.A. four-one against Anaheim, you know squeaked by Seattle one-nothing uh, on Friday night. You know it's not coming easily right now for the uh, Minnesota Wild by any stretch of the imagination, and you know that home record at XL Energy Center remains disappointing. Alex and I have made uh, made a point of talking about this: how Minnesota has struggled on home ice this year, two and four. Uh, at home entering this game. So I think there's I think there's potential for San Jose maybe to get a victory here. I think what I might do is uh, split it. Now, the puck line's gone up, so I probably won't touch it now. It's up to minus 140. When this line opened, the puck line was like minus 110, minus 115. There has been money on San Jose. I agree with it. I mean, I thought it was just given the situation. We know Minnesota's the better team, but just given the situation, it was pretty crazy that Minnesota was as high as minus 280. Uh, against this San Jose team. And then you start to look at the way the uh, San Jose Sharks have played in recent games. Yeah, they're two and five in their last seven games. You know, four of the losses by one goal. Three of them occurred in beyond regulation. They had a loss against Tampa Bay where, you know, they were it was 3-3 and then Tampa scored the game winner in the final minute of the third period. So you talk about a team that's, even though they've been losing some games lately, they've been ultra competitive. I mean, look at this track record. 4-3 loss to Tampa, shootout loss to Anaheim, shootout loss to Florida, shootout loss to Anaheim again. Uh, against St. Louis, 5-3 St. Louis, and that game was back and forth pretty close the entire way. And then, of course, they get the big upset win Friday night uh, in Dallas, 5-4. So I like San Jose here. This is probably a, a dog that, again, I, I've, I'm, seeing very, I'm seeing a lot of great offensive signs from the Sharks as well. Couture, Meyer, and Hurdle have been great. LeBanc, since they've moved him up to the top line, I think that was a nice little lineup adjustment by David Quinn. It's bolstered that top line even more. They are scoring right now. The offense is working. Four, three, five, three, four, three, five for the San Jose Sharks uh, in their last seven games in terms of goals scored. Seven straight overs as well for the uh, San Jose Sharks uh, going into this game. So I'm also on that, over six in this game. Uh, between the uh, Sharks and the Wild. Wild coming off a long road trip, first home game, sloppy play potentially. I know they've been locking it down lately. It's a battle of the surging San Jose team to the over and the surging Minnesota Wild team to the under because five straight Minnesota games have gone under uh, the total. But I think offense will win out here. Remember, Minnesota at home doesn't mind you know lighting it up. Remember early in the season last year, we talked about how many overs this Minnesota team played uh, on home ice. Uh, and I think, you know, over the course of the season, you're going to see probably a similar dichotomy where they tighten things up on the road. They play a little bit more loose 
in terms of defense at home, this Minnesota Wild team. Certainly that was the uh, MO last year uh, between these two teams or for Minnesota in terms of their home uh, ice performance. So uh, I'm going to go with San Jose here, plus 180, and I'm also going to go with the uh, over six here with the Sharks and the Wild. Keep in mind, James Reimer in net for the uh, Sharks. He has struggled lately, but I'm no big Philip Gustafson fan. One and three this season for the Wild and a 904 save percentage and a 3.1 goals against average for him. So talking about laying this kind of a price more than minus 200 with a Minnesota team that's two and four at home and a goalie that's one and three in his four starts this year. So, yeah, I think we have a live road dog here. San Jose has a shot plus 180 and I like over the total as well. All right. Uh, next. And by the way, for props here. Uh, in this game, looks like from a line comp, like I say, Kevin LeBanc's worth a look because, like I say, they moved him up to the top line. He's made a difference. Keep an eye on this Barabanov too, from uh, uh, who's been who got a goal and an assist against Dallas. He's had a bunch of shots on goal lately. It just hasn't gone in the net for him. It finally did against Dallas. You might see this guy pop a goal or two now moving forward. He's played really well for the Sharks. I mean. Toronto's probably thinking maybe we shouldn't have given up on him so soon, but he's played well. So there's a couple props to look at from the uh, San Jose side of things. As far as Minnesota goes, uh, Zuccarello, of course, continues to play pretty well for them on the top line with Goudreau and Kaprizov, Boldy, Eck, and Foligno uh, on the uh, second line. Um, so uh, Boldy always a threat uh, to find the uh, back of the net. So that's what I'd look at for uh, goal props in this one. Let's move on now to Vancouver and Boston. We've got uh, Vancouver, uh, Boston minus 220. Uh, home favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Um, it's very difficult to get behind Vancouver. As we know, the, the, the confidence is just not there. Uh, you know, it's another game last night against Toronto where they get off to the start they were they wanted. It, it ends up, you know, 2 nothing after the uh, first period. Uh, and right away in the second period, the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs score, and they make it a, a one-goal game. And you can tell from that point on, uh, the Vancouver Canucks with their – crisis of confidence they're going through right now difficult ask right now to uh, trust this team uh, in terms of uh, closing out games protecting leads again it continues to be a big problem for the uh, Vancouver Canucks no question now on a second of back-to-back game same with Boston both teams in the same predicament they were in Buffalo last night so there's no real edge uh, either way there but we do know there's an edge in the way these two teams are playing right now Uh, the Canucks are struggling mightily uh, can't hold leads that continues to be uh, just an absolute uh, awful uh, reoccurring theme for them uh, their inability to protect leads so you know we'll see how they fare here in this one it's going to be when I was Spencer Knight in net last night for the uh, Vancouver Canucks against Toronto uh, Thatcher Demko you would think gets back in the net tonight and you know as much as this Vancouver defense has been to blame for the, uh, for the horrendous uh, team defense this year, which has given up. Look at these numbers that uh, the Vancouver Canucks have given up. I mean, it's been it's been rough. They give up uh, only three to Toronto, but it probably could have been worse. I thought Spencer Martin made a couple of terrific saves, or else they probably could have scored more than three. Five to Montreal, four to Ottawa, four to Nashville, eight to, uh, five to Anaheim, uh, five to New Jersey. Uh, it's been tough. Five, uh, four goals to Vancouver. It's been rough for this team at the a defensive end of the ice. Boston continues to roll along. What a start to the year. 13-2 and two now after the 3-1 win last night against the uh, Buffalo Sabres. Um, Linus Allmark expected to be in net tonight. Of course, Keith Kincaid got the start last night. Jeremy Swayman 
uh, remains out, it looks like, due to his upper body injury. So you're not going to see Jared, or lower body injury, rather. You're not going to see him uh, for some period of time. Uh, but nevertheless, the Bruins, uh, that shows you what kind of season they're having. I mean, they stick Keith Kincaid in there last night against Buffalo. And if anybody watched that game uh, against the Sabres, he was phenomenal. I mean, it looked like Keith Kincaid was one of the, played like one of the best goalies in the NHL last night. Uh, with how good he was. He was making these acrobatic saves, big glove saves, post-to-post -post -post movement was good. You know, he didn't really cough up or spit out any, you know, bad rebounds back into the uh, middle of the ice in front of his net, in front of his crease. I mean, he was just really on top of it for the uh, Boston Bruins. It was impressive, no doubt. Um, and this team has been impressive. No question about that. The power play scored again. What else is new there? They've got a great power play. And that's the thing that I would look at here in this game too. I like the Bruin team total here, uh, over three and a half. That's probably where I'm going to go uh, in this game rather than anything else. I mean, the problem with the full game over is uh, with the way the Bruins are playing defensively right now and the goaltending they're getting. This is a Bruins team that the last four games, they've given up two, one, one, one. Five goals in the last four games combined allowed by the Boston Bruins. So the de defense has been there. The goaltending's been there. Like I said, Allmark will probably be in net tonight. He's 1.95 goals against average, 936 save percentage. He has been, he's been a revelation is what he's been. We knew there was talent there going back to the Buffalo days, but you know, he'd always have those clunkers every now and then. He hasn't had a run of excellence like this in his career until now. So it's been uh, very impressive from him. So that's why I'd probably gear more toward the Bruins team total than the full game over. Isolate that because you would think against this Vancouver team at home, Boston's got a good chance to get to three goals in this game. Also, when you factor in how amazing their power play has been, uh, by the way, the team total is minus 128 at Pinnacle, Boston over three and a half. When you factor in the Bruins' power play has been great. Bruins' power play has scored a goal in seven of the last 10 games, and they've had multiple uh, goal power play efforts in a few of those games. The Vancouver Canucks penalty kill, you know, it's awful, and it has given up at least one power play goal in 10 straight games coming into tonight. That's how brutal it's been. Uh, you look at the uh, uh, power play in the PK. Boston, the ninth-ranked power play percentage uh, in the NHL. Vancouver, there's 32 NHL teams. Vancouver, 32nd, dead last with their penalty kill percentage. So the point I'm trying to make is if you're going to bet some player props tonight with the Bruins, don't look at just the overall props, like the full game props. Look at the power play props. Look at some power play point props, which you'll be able to get at uh, solid prices uh, tonight in this game. I'm just going to check now. I mean, and, and you know who are the guys that do the damage. Uh, on the power play for the uh, Bruins, Pasternak, Bergeron, Marchand, uh, those are the guys that are always in the mix uh, on the uh, power play. Charlie McAvoy, you know, who's now back for the Bruins, quarterbacking that power play. He is probably a decent look for power play points. Like you could get, you could take Bergeron plus one eighty five, um, Marchand plus one twenty five, Pasternak minus one ten, McAvoy plus three thirty. For a power play point in this game tonight, that's outstanding to me uh, because he's going to get the lion's share of the power play minutes uh, for this team. There's no question about that. Uh, and, and even Lindholm, to a certain degree, Lindholm's the other defenseman that's gotten power play minutes, three, plus 375 on him 
and his game offensively from the back end has really taken a step forward uh, this year. And let's not forget, uh, too, uh, Charlie McAvoy got uh, a goal in his return against Cal. It wasn't a power play goal, but he got a, a goal in his return. So you factor in this is a top 10 power play for Boston, which has scored at least one power play goal in the majority of their recent games. And you factor in this is the worst penalty kill in the league, Vancouver, 32nd, that's given up at least one power play goal in 10 straight games. Then the power play point props really do look appealing tonight uh, for the Bruins. You just hope Vancouver doesn't have one of those nights where uh, they're on their P's and Q's with the discipline. You know, no no hooking penalties, no holding penalties. They uh, rein it in and they don't take many penalties. You hope that's not the case. That can always be the risk you run when it comes to the power play point props. But no, I think the Boston Bruins definitely with their power play point props. It's a solid look tonight. All right, Arizona Coyotes, New York Rangers. Rangers minus 350, six being the total uh, in this game. 2-1 loss to Nashville last night and uh, for the Rangers, a 4-2 loss to New Jersey for Anaheim last night as well. Back-to-back -back, uh, for the, both of these teams. We'll see how the Coyotes fare. The, the road trip continues for them after this. Uh, they go to the western part of the road trip. They go to Vegas. Uh, they'll play there after this game on Thursday. Uh, and then they'll play. Their, their schedule is weird. They play at Vegas Thursday. And then they're off till next Monday, the 21st, against Nashville. And then they play at Carolina. So this road trip has really only gotten started for them. Uh, they've already been to Washington, Buffalo, the New York Islanders. They won all three of those games before losing last night to New Jersey. Now they play the Rangers. And, and then the road trip, they get a little break after this. So fascinating to see how it goes here. I'm certainly not laying it with the Rangers here. I'm not going to do that other than an 8-2 blowout win against Detroit uh, earlier this week. They've lost four of their last five. Something's just not right at the moment with the uh, Rangers. It's uh, one game they're... One game, their defense is good. They don't score, kind of like last night, and their goaltending is good. They don't score. Uh, a lot of times lately, though, we've seen them you know, get some goals, and then all of a sudden the defense comes unglued a little bit. And Shesterkin, I don't think, has had his A game yet consistently this year. Um, I know Gerard Gallant was talking about the power play last night. It wasn't as good as it should have been. That was the difference. They had looks, but they didn't have the premier looks. They usually get just a little off. That's all is what he said about the uh, power play. Uh, so that, you know, we saw guys that had multi-game point streaks, Abanajad, DJ Z-Bands, as I call them, Chris Kreider had their streak snapped last night. Uh, you know, it was not a bad performance. Like I said, they had chances. It was not like they got outplayed by Nashville, but, you know, it's definitely a spot where they've just uh, been a little bit underwhelming so far uh, this season, the Rangers, with their play. They have dominated Arizona 12-3 and the last 15 meetings against uh, Arizona. They beat Arizona recently october the 30th in the desert uh the rangers won three to two but it was a tight game it was a close game uh in that one um i'm gonna have a very very tiny little wager on arizona here just at, and i'm not even gonna bother with the plus one and a half i'm gonna go straight for the money line here um not liking it as much uh as i like the coyotes in the other games in this road trip like i really like them against washington i i like them a lot against the islanders when I took them and I even liked them a lot last night against New Jersey, uh, even though the devils got the win there, it's still a team that's right in every game lately. It's a team that, you know, defensively has been pretty good. It wasn't their best last night, but New Jersey's a freaking great offensive team right now. And like I said, they can get four lines of scoring from anywhere. So I don't want to give the Arizona 
uh, Coyotes too much criticism for that performance defensively against New Jersey. The Devils are just that good right now at the offensive end with the speed, the creativity, the skill, the puck movement, the power play has been great. Uh, the Rangers don't have that offense firing on all cylinders at the moment, other than the outburst against Detroit. You know, they've been held to one, two, two, three, and two, and one uh, in the other games lately that they have played. So this could be an opportunity for the Coyotes uh, to keep this a lower scoring game. The one issue I have here with Arizona and why I don't love it tonight is because Connor Ingram in net is not a goalie that I'm, I'm impressed with. One and three, 4.42 goals against average, 874 uh, save percentage, not quality numbers. And the more I see Connor Ingram, the more I think there's not just a little drop-off at the moment between the way he's playing and the way Corel Vimelka's playing, but I think it's a significant drop-off uh, in that game. Now, he did play the Rangers in that October 30th game in that 3-2 loss, and he did make 36 saves, 34 uh, sa uh, the 36 saves on 39 shots uh, for the uh, New York Rangers in that game. So he actually did play a solid game, gave the Coyotes a chance to win, uh, against New York, but was roughed up by Dallas and pulled, gave up three to Columbus, gave up five in his first start of the year on October 20th to Montreal. He still had more, you know, uh-oh performances so far in net for the Coyotes than great performances. That's the reason why I'm going to keep it a small bet here on the uh, Arizona Coyotes because of that. As far as props go, Dylan Gunther, man, I've been waiting for this guy to finally, now that he's been moved to the top line for the last uh, several games, finally show his skill and offensive ability up there with Barrett Hayton and Clayton Keller on the top line, and he finally did. Uh, he got a goal against New Jersey last night on the power play. Uh, I would come back to the uh, Dylan Gunther props. Like I say, I think this guy has good offensive ability, and he's, it's only a matter of time before he finds the back of the net, and he did last night for the uh, Arizona Coyotes. As far as the Ranger props go, I keep saying Jimmy VC play it as long as he's on the uh, top line, stays on the top line, uh, play it with his uh, prop right now, uh, playing with Zabanajad and Kreider. Zibanejad, look, at, again, I talk about this all the time with your prop philosophies. Zabanajad and Kreider, do you know what they are to score a goal playing on the top line for the Rangers tonight? Zabanajad's like plus 120. That's pretty much the best price you can get on him to score a goal. Chris Kreider uh, is pretty much plus 130 to score a goal. That's the best price you can get. Jimmy Vesey, who's on that same line with those two guys, like plus 370, you know, in some spots. And it was actually upwards of plus 400 for the game last night. So, again, it's those kind of situations from a player prop and a goal scorer prop standpoint you look at uh, for value. All right, next up we've got, um, as we continue along here, Washington and Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay minus 170 home favorites, five and a half, six the total. Uh, in this game between these two teams. Um, I, I, obviously, Tampa Bay looking to avenge a brutal performance against uh, Washington on Friday night, and I was shocked they were that bad. I mean, they looked totally outclassed by a depleted, shorthanded, ravaged Washington Capitals team. Not a pretty sight at all if you're the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, the way they played in that game. But, you know, in all, in all likelihood, you should bounce back. You should win here, but... I don't know if I'm going to bet Tampa like it's minus 170 and even in regulation here, you know, I agree with what people are saying. Tampa Bay does not look totally right at the moment. There's been way too much erratic play. They don't win games easily right now. 
I mean, the regulation line is what I would lean to. Tampa and regulation plus 100 at Pinnacle. Certainly looking to bounce back. That was an ugly game. It's now two losses in a row for them. Wouldn't shock me to see them win. I'll probably sprinkle on Tampa and regulation. But, boy, they are struggling to win games easily. You know, when you look at their wins as well, the Buffalo game was close. 5-3, needed an empty netter to put it away. They barely beat Ottawa at home 4-3. Barely beat San Jose 4-3. Need an empty netter against Anaheim to beat a struggling Anaheim Ducks team four to two. You know, empty netter against the Islanders. Uh, overtime to beat Florida. Losing a shootout. You know, th- these are close games. They're not dominating. They are not dominating. I don't. And I think they're not dominating because they're not really a dominant team to the extent they were last year, two years ago, three years ago. Uh, right now, that's the problem, and you're not getting value with Tampa. You, you know, t- Tampa has not been a value team. It's like that's that's a great price to bet the Tampa Bay Lightning. You haven't been able to say that about Tampa Bay in seven years, probably feels like it anyway. Maybe not seven, but at least three or four during this run of dominance with this three straight appearances in the Stanley Cup final. You know what I mean? I mean, I know it's a Tampa revenge spot, I know they're pissed off with the way they played against Washington, it was a horrible game. On Friday night, it was a very cantankerous game as well. Uh, a lot of bad blood, some sh- shit going on after the whistle, multiple fights, multiple scrums. Uh, you had some incidents in that game, so it's going to be interesting to see if the bad blood boils over tonight and if it carries over to this game uh, between the uh, Caps and the Lightning tonight. So uh, it's a little sprinkle for me on the Tampa and regulation, but I'll tell you what, it's uh, it's not something that I'm thinking. Yeah, it's not that. Let's hammer it like it's been for years with Tampa off a loss. I mean, they've lost three of their last four. And like I say, the only win against Buffalo in their last four games, they need an empty net goal to win it. And I thought Buffalo, you know, was right there in that game. Buffalo was actually leading three to two at one point as well in that game against Tampa Bay. So they're not not winning games easily. There's just something off. You know what's also off? Andre Vasilevsky's off. This This has not been the best start to the season for him. He hasn't been brutal. He's going to be in net tonight. It's going to be Vasilevsky-Kemper, same matchup as Friday night. He's got a 3.11 goals against average and a 901 save percentage. For Vasilevsky, for the guy universally thought of to be the guy, the number one goaltender in the world right now, those are pedestrian numbers, and that's pedestrian performance we've seen from him so far. He's got a losing record in his starts, four and five in his nine starts this year. Four, actually four and six, if you count uh, uh, one of the uh, shootout or an overtime losses with that 3.11 goals against average, 901 save percentage. So he's got problems right now. If this game's chippy between these two teams and we see, you know, bad blood arise and penalties being given out because of that, this game could get over the total. We are seeing five and a halfs out there. Uh, right now in this game at DraftKings as a five and a half with the total a couple other books do you know uh, there's a few places that have six but there are definitely some books that have five and a half DraftKings as five and a half Pinnacle as five and a half uh, Proline Plus as five and a half uh, so and there, you know there's a couple books that are hanging five and a half not six with the total uh, on this game I think if you can snag a five and a half I mean, you don't see these very often. It might be worth a look here to look over the total at five and a half, especially if we're going to get into some penalties uh, shit uh, with two teams that obviously uh, weren't very fond of one another if you watch that game in, on Friday night. Uh, all right, next up, we've got uh, Winnipeg and Seattle. The uh, nightcap here, last game on this Sunday card, uh, the Seattle Kraken minus 145 to minus 150. Uh, home favorites, six and a half the total. 
uh, in this game. Uh, Jets on a back-to-back, of course, following the uh, loss against Calgary uh, last night. Uh, the Seattle team total streak finally comes to an end for them last night, in or Friday night, rather, against Minnesota as they get shut out uh, by Marc-Andre Fleury in the uh, Minnesota Wild. So got to give them credit. Very impressive uh, performance by the uh, Minnesota Wild to uh, shut down a Kraken team that had been pretty damn good offensively uh, during this recent run. We'll see if this carries over here. Um, I might sprinkle on Winnipeg here. I just, even with them on a back-to-back here going into this game, uh, the Jets are a team that have played pretty good hockey. Even last night against uh, Calgary, uh, a 3-2 loss. They had won three in a row. They had won six and six of their last seven, the Jets, prior to the loss against the uh, Calgary Flames uh, last night. They are on a back-to-back, but it is worth noting, you know, they were on a back-to-back the most recent time, I think the only time they were on a back-to-back prior to tonight, it was, um, let me see, Oh, they were on two back-to-backs. They lost to Vegas after beating Colorado in overtime, and then the other back-to-back, they won in L.A. 6-4, to and then they won in Arizona 3-2 the next night in overtime. So they're 1-1 one one this year on the uh, second night of a back-to-back games. Rest advantage for Seattle, uh, definitely five straight wins. They lost last night. Uh, against or Friday night against Minnesota, uh, one to nothing. They'll be looking to bounce back here. Winnipeg's won all three meetings against Seattle, for what it's worth. Uh, they won both meetings in Winnipeg last year, and then they shut out Seattle three nothing uh, here at Climate Pledge Arena last year as well. Um, I, I'm just not comfortable laying this number with Seattle. And keep in mind, they've got uh, obviously some issues with their goaltending now. They're going to have to come to a decision here tonight uh, in this game because they had Martin Jones start. Uh, against uh, Minnesota on Friday. I think, do you, do you give them a rest at some point? Now, I know it's not a back-to-back situation here for uh, Seattle. Do you roll back Martin Jones, or do you keep riding him if you're Dave Axtall? Do you give Magnus Helberg uh, maybe a start, who's now the backup with uh, Drieger and with uh, Grubauer uh, still ailing uh, due to injury right now for Seattle? But I'm just not comfortable at the minus 150 price. I've had some fun with Seattle. I've taken their team and made some money, profits during this great run they put together. The team total, they were always going over their team total. It finally saw their offense dry up a little bit uh, against uh, Minnesota. You know, you will always worry too. It's, as soon as you the win streak gets snapped and you lose one, maybe it starts a, a losing streak in the other direction. How many times do we see that uh, with uh, teams in these spots? But I do lean a little to the Jets just because even on a back-to-back, even with Seattle, uh, even with Winnipeg having the rest disadvantage uh, because of the fact now you're getting a minus uh, or a plus 140 in some spots now with the uh, Jets in this game. I think at the opener, minus 120, uh, which is this is actually this is where this price was at one time, as low as minus 120 with Seattle. You, you might add a good value, good price, and a good bet there, but I think now with the line climbing 30 cents the way it has, I think there's a little value even in the rest disadvantage spot tonight uh, on the uh, Winnipeg Jets in this game. But again, I haven't locked it in yet. I don't know if I will. Let's wait to see if we get goalie confirmations as well. Uh, for the Jets, I would be reluctant to take big, them if Big Civ Dave is in net, and you might see that here. But I've also seen instances where bonus, and even last year, Paul Maurice, when he was the coach, they started Hellebuck on back-to-back. They've done that a lot before with Hellebuck, so don't totally rule out the fact that Hellebuck uh, could start once again tonight for the uh, Winnipeg Jets, even though he played in, against the Calgary Flames last night. So that's what will determine where we're at. I might play over the total if it's Riddick in net as opposed to the Jets. That's probably how I'll approach this game, depending on who's in net. 
Uh, great stuff. That's the Sunday card. Thanks to everyone for joining us. Hit the like button. Remember, patreon.com slash iceguys. Just $10 a month. Great content there. Sign up for that. Let's get to best bets. Let's tell you what Alex P. Smith likes because he sent me his card for this Sunday slate. He's on uh, the, Va the Vancouver-Boston game over one and a half minus 155 in the first period. He's on Arizona-New York Rangers over one and a half minus 140 in the first period. He's on Seattle. He got it at minus 125. So he likes Seattle. But again, that price doesn't exist now. It's up to minus 150. So Kudos to Alex for getting a good price there. And his best bet for this uh, Sunday card, San Jose, Minnesota, first period over one and a half minus 135. So again, his best bet, San Jose, Minnesota, over one and a half minus 135 in the first period. And my best bet for this Sunday card uh, on the uh, for the ice guys, it's going to be, let's do it. You know, let's let let's let's take the big dog here, the San Jose Sharks plus 185 in some spots at DraftKings. I think it sets up very well uh, for them. They're, you know, they, they got the win against Dallas. They got a Minnesota team coming back home off the road trip that's only two and four at home that has a goaltender in Philip Gustafson who hasn't been particularly good and is only one and three in his four starts. I was debating. I could easily put the over there as a best bet as well for this game. In fact, I'm going to give you two best bets, side and total of this same game because I like that over a lot as well. San Jose's trending that way, seven straight overs for them. Let's give you a side and a total best bet from that Sharks Wild game. San Jose plus 185, San Jose, Minnesota, over six, minus uh, 110. Uh, that is what we'll roll with. A uh, couple of best bets here for this Sunday edition of uh, the Ice Guys. All right, that'll wrap it up. Thanks to everyone for joining us uh, on YouTube Live. Hit the like button. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Sunday. Enjoy the games and good luck and the NFL. Uh, as well. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Monday, 2.45 p.m. Eastern time for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now.